Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know you can still enjoy the finer things while on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode and meet today's host, Rachel Clark, our co-host and resident astro bombshell. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am today's host and Chakra Girl Co's resident astrologer, Rachel Clark, and we are a community of multidimensional women on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very special guest, Christina Lonsdale. Christina is a conceptual artist in New York City who came to prominence through her photography project, Radiant Human, where she utilizes the Oracam 6000, sounds very magical, to explore the connection between energy, identity, and color, a discipline that shows up the difference between new age self-discovery and new media selfie actualization and accolades she's got them but to name a few christina has been dubbed the annie Leibovitz of aura photography by the new york times and a dutch painter on acid by vogue welcome to the show <laughs> thank you so much for having me <laughs> oh my gosh it is the deepest honor i've i've actually been a fan of your work for a while now and so oh, thank this is you so thank cool you so <laughs> thank you of course so we like to start out the show on a high vibe and we're going to share what we're excited about today. So today I'm the most excited about my new Nespresso machine. I was actually the owner of a coffee shop back at home. And so I have ADHD and I found that caffeine really helps me to actually like focus and, and get work done during the day. And so I've been going through coffee machines like a mad woman and mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really, really yeah. enjoying I, this. You know, I wouldn't have known that caffeine helps people with ADHD. That it's all—it's oh, yes. like almost like a, you know, it's not what you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Cool. Totally. Like, I didn't know that. I know when when I actually discovered that I had ADHD, which this was far after schooling, which is uh -huh. when it would have been really, yeah, really, really helpful. helpful. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. They were wanting to prescribe me with stimulants and, you know, like Adderall. And right, I really, totally. I, yeah, I really didn't want them. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what, I'm already in love with coffee. It's been my life's work up until this point. And wow. so, um, I started to use that to actually like treat my ADHD and it works really well. Oh, so cool. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. What are you most excited about? I, um, I am most excited about my book. I am so excited to get this done. When I wrote this book, I was also pregnant. So Wow. It was, um, you know, two babies at the same time kind of feeling, um, and then COVID happened. So it's, yeah. it was just this like really, um, you know, this is like the most memorable moment of my life probably. And so finally I have something like tangible, physical besides the baby to show for yes. it and, and be like, oh my God, look at like, look at this. This is yes. like something that was in my head for so long. And now it's here. Um, over the course of six years, I've been traveling, photographing as many people as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. I'm at 45,000 photographs so far. Wow. And out of those 45,000 photographs, I retained about 4,000 in my personal collection, which wow. um, I believe is the largest personal collection of war photographs in the world. Oh and what I did was I pulled from those to support um, my findings in the book that I have now. So um, I've been really surprised through this six-year process of finding 
um, similarities in the people that I've photographed with how they identify with the colors that they mm. produce with their energy. Wow. Um, and I think later on in this segment, we'll kind of like yeah. dig into like how the camera works and all that, totally. but just, you know, that's what I'm most excited about is I actually, um, I did it, you know, yes. it, it, it feels really good to be at this stage now, especially yes. as things are kind of like, it feels like we're kind of over the hump as far as COVID mm-hmm. goes. It's springtime. Yes. Buddy's like outside feeling better about themselves and my books yeah. here. And I'm just thrilled. <laughs> Oh my gosh. The most magical. I'm, I'm actually about to pre-order it right after. You know, here's the interesting thing that I didn't know is that authors, if if you love an author, if you love an artist, if you love somebody that's coming out with a book, the best thing you could possibly do is pre-order their book. Cause Mm -hmm. I didn't know this, but, but authors are under extreme pressure to hit these pre-order numbers before the book even comes out, which is kind of weird because as a consumer myself, you, you kind of, you want it to have it, right? So you don't really want to buy a book until you can have it. Um, so, but the weird thing is that to be able to get on bestsellers list, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to hit these numbers to be able to get to pre-order before it even hits the shelf. So, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. It's kind of like the behind the scenes, um, peak. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I might go and pre-order after, you know, I might, I might just disappear because I kind of like <laughs> let out right there. And I'm like, Nobody told yes. me. Nobody oh told my me gosh. That. Yeah. No, we're all about to pre-order. Like just, just you wait, you're going to the top of the chart. It's happening. <laughs> I mean, really like when it comes down to, it, I'm just happy the thing's done. So, yes. oh anyways, my gosh. It's all, totally. it's all like a, a bonus from here. Everything yes. is very on top from here. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I'm super excited to dig in as well. I've been really, really interested in auras themselves. This was actually like when I first started to kind of like notice these gifts that I had as a, as a very young kid, I was, um, I would always be in my singing lessons was especially where it would be like amplified and I would be looking at my vocal coach. And like, I remember this one time that he just had like a yellow aura just all around him. And I I turned to him and I said, you're glowing. And he said, he's like, what? And I said, I don't, I don't know. You're like, you're yellow. (laughs) like You're glowing. It's hard for kids to even like communicate that too, because it's not something that like, you know, is even like they're not given those tools like Mm -hmm. now that I have a kid like I'm realizing like oh my god like so much of their existence is giving them tools like you give them tools to say I'm hungry I'm you're giving them tools to say like you know I have to go to the bathroom whatever Mm -hmm. but to be able to like support a child that sees auras like there's no language for that so really cool that you came up with the term glowing you know what I mean yeah so cool is it that the teacher was glowing yellow. That really shows me that he's in his happy place. So you must've had a really cool teacher. Yes, he truly was. Shortly after that session, um, he actually ended up going off to New York city. I think he's teaching at NYU now. Uh, Yeah. Great for him, but I, I miss him dearly. He he was great. I did really adore him. So let's do a chakra shout out today. I want to shout out Shimana heart activation oil. So I've been using this literally all over my body, but I believe that it's actually intended for breast massage in particular um, because it's heart activation. Right. And so it smells like a dream. 
There's so many amazing ingredients, but I listed some of them here. So it's made of sweet almond oil, jojoba oil, red rose petals, rose oil, vanilla, chamomile, patchouli, and it's infused with gem essence of rose quartz, kunzite, pink tourmaline. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And it's the most dreamy. Like (laughs) It is incredible. Who would you like to share? it called again? It's called Shimana Heart Activation Oil. Shimana Heart Activation Oil. Wow. Okay, cool. Powerful, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go get some too. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Totally. Would you like to shout out? Um, Okay. So I think my shout out is going to be a book, actually, not my book, but another book. Um, It's called The Bullet Method. Mm. Um, And we talk a lot about good energy and I would imagine you do too. And I think really one of um, the biggest changes in my energy that I've seen is my ability to really kind of like take all the noise out of my head and put it on paper. Like a lot of people talk Mm -hmm. about like, you know, canceling out noise by meditation and and everything like that. And that's really, really helpful too. But I think that um, in the wellness industry, um, you don't hear a lot about productivity and, and productivity methods or systems. And the bullet method is um, a thing that I follow and I think has completely improved my life on a day-to-day basis. Um, I won't go too deep into like how it works because you could just buy the books. And um, it's I, I like the bullet journal method, I think is what it's called. It's bullet method journal. I'm not sure. Um, but it really, and it's, it's illustrated beautifully and it's just like, it makes you like, feel like everything is attainable. And when you feel like, you know, your goals, your aspirations, um, your higher self is attainable and with you, then you have clarity and you have purpose Mm -hmm. and that's the best energy you could possibly have. So there's my thought Oh, beautiful. So as we move into the slumber party questions, Mm -hmm. what is your current morning ritual? Well, that's funny. It is to (laughs) do the bullet method. (laughs) The thing in the bullet method is like, you kind of want to brain dump, like you just brain dump onto a piece of paper and make sense of it. And you figure out what is your like top hit, you know, out of that. And especially having a child, I had no idea how that would completely transform your day. And you have no time. You have like zero time to be able to, you know, do stuff that normally pre-kid you would be able to do. So um, it's so essential to be able to kind of brain dump onto a piece of paper and really like pick out what is attainable for that day. And once you're able to hit that, then you get that endorphin hit of like, oh my gosh, sense of completion, sense of purpose, sense of, you know, I did it. I mean, sense of purpose comes from a lot of other places, obviously, but like, you know, if you're able to like kind of create that, I I forgot what it is, but it's some kind of like psychological loop where Mm -hmm. you're able to, you know, think of something, do it, then you see yourself doing it and you have that validation, right. Of like, I I did that. I thought it, I did it. It's here. So I think that is a huge part of my morning ritual. Another part of my morning ritual is coffee. I love coffee. myself have uh, um and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right but it's Breville okay yeah no I know what you're talking about I, I think that, I think that is it Breville yeah 
yeah, we have an espresso machine and we, mm-hmm. we make Americanos at home. Oh, yes. <laughs> Every it. once in a while, I'll throw a little Bailey's in there and yep. it's even better. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Totally. So <laughs> what are your favorite crystals? You know, it's really interesting you said that because I've been looking at my, like I, in my work, it's so cool. People bring me crystals mm-hmm. and, um, and they bring me all kinds of things. They'll, they'll even bring me rocks where they're like, you know, I don't know. I was just called to bring you this and, and here you go. And it's like, I have this little pile here on my, um, on my little desk and it's like, it brings such a great reminder. I have, um, two rocks. They're not too huge. They're like about the size of my fists mm-hmm. that I was sitting on the beach in Santa Barbara and I was watching the sun go down and it was this beautiful twilight moment, right? Where there's all these pinks and blues and kind of like these creamy yellows and it's just gorgeous. And it's just this sweet smell of the ocean. And I was at complete peace and I looked down at these rocks and they kind of like, it was just complete like harmony in that moment. And I was called to take them. Like, I was just like, I can't, I feel so connected to these. And this was, um, right when I started radiant human. Wow. And as you know, you know, when you start your own business, that's a huge Hail Mary. Like you're risking a lot. You're risking embarrassment. You're risking Mm -hmm. financial ruin. You're risking, Mm -hmm. you know, you're risking a lot. And so you kind of go through this like spiritual path um, of like, you're facing your fears. You're facing, you know, the dragon, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You're at the castle level. And, um, these rocks were kind of like my angels and I've kept them with me ever since they're by my bedside. And, um, they're probably my favorite crystal, even though you would not classify a beach rock, a crystal, but I feel like every, they all have properties, right? So, oh my gosh, unconventional, but that's my favorite. Yes. Oh, that's it's, I love a talk about crystals. Um, as I'm moving, which I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, I'm mm-hmm. only bringing a carry on bag of luggage with me. That's it fits wow. all of my belongings. Good for you. Thank oh you. Oh my God. I love that for you. What a cool <laughs> choice. You. Oh, thank yeah, you. No baggage, no and, baggage. Walk into this next life. No baggage. Good for yes. you. Love that. Oh cool. yes. And the funniest piece about that is that the majority of that bag is filled with crystals. It is, it is quite literally all crystals. I love that. The heaviest That's carry-on cool. bag. But yeah. Um, yeah, so love me a good crystal talk. Love me yeah, a good crystal. Good. They all have personalities, don't they? They do. They all That's have. That's cool. Love them dearly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So who is your favorite Kardashian? I have not been keeping up with the Kardashians. I will admit that it's not for any, like any reason at all. I I would probably watch them that I, um, I've been on tour for the last six years, so I haven't really been, um, able to keep it up. So, um, I know of them. I'm not going to like pretend that I don't, I I know, um, (laughs) I know that Kim Kardashian is actually like, is she a lawyer now? I think so. Yes. See, I also, I respect that. I also respect the mom for having these like really like industrious women, you know what I mean? Like really support that too. So I think that are there three of them? 
There are mom and three daughters. Is that right? Yes. And then there's the Jenner side of the family. So there's Kylie and Kendall. And then there's a total of five. Yes. Plus Rob. Also their brother. I guess he's a Kardashian too. I'm like, see, I guess I haven't been keeping up with Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Sorry, Kardashians. I'll I'll do better next time. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. I I always say, like, as a default, like Kim is my favorite. She's she's the one that I know the most of. And so she's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As far as like slumber party status goes, I think um. I think it would be really interesting actually to dig more into Rob. That's an interesting yeah. character, you know, because yeah. you have all these like really powerful women mm-hmm. and you don't hear much of Rob. I would love yeah. to hear Rob's story. Yeah. What's up with Rob? What's, what's going on? Man? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is your Zodiac sign? And if you know your moon and rising. Yeah, I totally know. I'm a, I'm a total astrological geek. I grew up with hippies. Um, my dad started a commune twice. So, um, I feel like to know your Zodiac sign is like to know how to spell your name. Yes. I am a Sagittarius, which yes. totally explains a lot. Yes. And, um, I'm also a Scorpio moon, which Beautiful. also explains a lot. And I'm a Taurus rising, which also mm-hmm. explains a lot. Yeah. So, and I have, four planets Libra, four planets Scorpio. So I'm a very watery Sag. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as fiery, although I, I feel like I'm pretty fiery as far as like, like being sociable and wanting to yeah. talk about all my ideas and like love travel. Yes. Um, so tour wasn't a big deal for me. Um, I love sharing what I know, which is also a huge aspect of Radiant Human. And I think also a really validating part of this book is that I'm like, I feel like a total sense of closure, maybe not closure. Cause I'm not, I'm not done, but I feel like it's like this really incredible way to validate a lot of these efforts into something like a book, which is also very Sagittarian in its way yes. of like, you know, sharing knowledge, which the book does. Um, The book goes through every color and the position of the colors. It's um, it it is a guidebook without being a guidebook. So Mm -hmm. it kind of the first portion of the book explains kind of like my background, what I went through, um, how I started Radiant Human and what I learned along the way. And then the whole rest of the book is all about what I've learned. And um, you could absolutely use this book as a way to read your own photos. And um, it's very informative basically everything I've learned in six years in a 300 page book. Yes. Beautiful full color pages. Yes. I'm, I'm literally so excited to get my hands on it. Like I cannot tell you. I really do. Yeah. I think they're really, really going to love it. And then my, my North node is Leo and my South node is Aquarius. So that's also really interesting in the radiant human aspect too, because I am you know, I'm, I'm in this and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the expert here, but as far as like, I I know from the family dinner table is that when you have Leo as your North node, it's kind of like something that you're coming to terms with. Right. So I've been a really private person most of my life. Mm -hmm. And so now to be able to honor my Aquarian side, which is, you know, like fighting for the people, bringing something to the masses, one, all for one, one for all kind of thing. Um, everything that I've learned, I'm kind of bringing to the public. And by doing that, you need to be public, yes. right? Yes. So now I'm in this really interesting stage of my astrology of coming to terms 
with publicity and being out there and, and being seen. I mean, being seen is something that was never really like a huge, uh, like it makes me really nervous to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, but I don't mind it. I don't know why I'm nervous. It's just something that's like, you know, it's, it's what your North nodes about. It's what you got to learn about. So I'm learning how to be a Leo. Um, I'm, I'm like putting on my Leo hat, like, you know, on a podcast and this is really interesting. And it's like (laughs) my, I, I always, um, talk to my partner about this of like, it's, it's like a, you know, I, I talk about it as my observer. My observer is watching me, you know, you know, watching, watching this happen and it's a yeah. good thing, you know? So um, my observer is really um, happy that I'm taking yes. that risk, getting out there more. So. Oh my gosh, totally. And, and just a little hot take on your North and South node, you know, there's another layer to that as well, which is Aquarius, yes, it is all about humanity and like mm-hmm. we're the people, but you also have to be aware of other people in order to identify where you are unique. And wow. so within that, there is taking the places where you've labeled yourself as a black sheep or like too unique or too different right. and turning that into I was iconic all along. I wasn't the black sheep. It's wow. like that Leo. I was the icon. And also wow. I'm a Gemini. So no wonder we hit it off. Like oh, cool. <laughs> totally. Man, Geminis are the best. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I feel like Geminis get such a bad rap. So oh my gosh, like, totally. I, I get down with Scorpios and Geminis. I don't yes. see the problem at all. Yeah. Oh, same. I love me a yeah. Scorpio babe. They're, they yeah. always show me like the most fantastical, like mystical things in life, but they also, you know, with Scorpio energy, if you have not met yourself on a deep level, then mm-hmm. meeting Scorpio people can be very confronting and like, uh, totally. either, like you kind of like That's run really away. Good way to put that. That's a really good way to put that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so like Scorpio people really vibe with, with others who have a deeper sense of Mm self-intimacy. And so that's, that's the beauty of it. I love me as Scorpio. So tell us about your spiritual awakening and Mm -hmm. how radiant human came to be. Boy, I feel like, okay. So when you said spiritual awakening, I I didn't even like think about the rest of the sentence. I was just like, Oh my God, how did she know? Because (laughs) here's the thing. I had a spiritual awakening, but it wasn't in the beginning of, um, reading human. Mm-hmm. I had like, I call it a low key, um, spiritual like experience mm-hmm. where this happened. Actually, let me think about it. Um, it was right before I wrote the book, I was going through a breakup. Um, my, I was also going through a breakup with my producer at the time. Um, both amazing women, Um, and they were like, and it it was totally positive. Like we're still on great terms. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I think to honor that moment, I decided to take a retreat and really kind of detox. I feel like anytime, like you're going through a big shift like that, it's really important to kind of take some time away and really focus on like connecting with your higher self, connecting with source and being able to just kind of like marinate in that, you know, because if you just go from one reaction to the next, you're missing it. You know, you're just on the loop, then you're not really driving the car. So I took some time out and I went to a place called We Care. Have you heard of it? I have not. It's amazing. Um, 
It is a place in Palm Springs that has been around, I think, since the 70s or 80s. And um, it's this darling woman. She's incredible. Um, she's in her 80s and she has come up with this like really cool way to do juice fasting. And it's not just juice fasting. Sorry, I don't want to like misrepresent them. It, it's a fast. You take probably eight ounces of vegetable juice and the rest is water and lemon. And you're also supported with different vitamins to support you through the day. And that was amazing for me. I did 12 days of fasting. Mm -hmm. And on my ninth day, I um, was in meditation. And I just kind of like asked for a glimpse of my best self, I wanted to connect to my best self, and ask what was next, because I was at this really interesting crossroads where I didn't necessarily um, need to be in Portland, Oregon, which is where I was living at the time. I, and it wasn't really like motivated on location. It was just more like, I, I need to connect to the best self. So I know what's next. Yeah. And so it was wild. I, it was like, I had access to infinite selves and it was, it was like talking to Siri or Alexa. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, I was so impressed with how fast it happened. It was like, yeah by, by the time. And obviously I wasn't speaking out loud. I was speaking with my mind, but I, it was like just the thought and it appeared and I, I could see that it was just countless. And I, and I said, show me the best one. And it dropped me in the middle of New York city. And I experienced a day in New York city and it was gorgeous. It was so fun. I never saw like, a, and it was just like, kind of like a dream. It was very lucid. Like I was just walking down the street and, and I was shopping. <laughs> it's yes. going to sound stupid, but like, and I wasn't like shopping for clothes. I was like buying supplies. I was getting supplies. And I think as far as like dream analysis goes, that's like very meaningful. You know, you're kind of like yeah. supplies and it's, it was a sunny day and it was, it just felt really good. I never felt so validated in my life. Mm -hmm. I felt so full. I felt so like, I felt validated in my work. And I was just like, the best way I could explain it is it felt like pink champagne. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so uh, when I came out of that, you know, you don't just ignore something like that. So I was like, um, okay. So I called my friend in New York city and I was like, so what would be like the first best next step? And they're like, well, my best friend is a realtor. Why don't you talk to them? And so I, um, sent the realtor a text and I was like, Hey, um, I am interested in New York city. Don't know if I'll go through with it, but this is, you know, I, I just want to kind of look at what the options are. Mm -hmm. He started sending me some properties and it was like, kind of like these like yuppie loft living kind of, yeah. you know, places and no offense at all for people that live in like, you know, these places, but it just wasn't my style, you know? And so I was like, okay, I need to like give him, cause he's obviously never met me. I, I need to give them something more to go on. So I was looking through um, this website called Street Easy, which is like kind of like the local renters market thing in New York. And I found a place and I was like, this will be, this will be good. This is a great representation. I wasn't looking at neighborhood. I wasn't looking at price. I just wanted like the feel, the look and feel of the place. And then when I started looking at the details, I was like, holy shit, this is in the neighborhood I want. And it's in the price range I want. And I was like, this is it. And so I sent it to him. I was like, let's do like a, um, and this is like pre COVID, right? But this is- yeah what people do now where I was like, um, can we get on like a FaceTime or whatever and see the place? And he's like, yeah. So we FaceTime saw it and I rented it sight unseen. 
Uh, By the time I was done with my retreat, I was packing. (laughs) Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. New York city, because I had this, and, and this is why I say kind of low key spiritual experience, because I could have been just like hallucinating. Cause I was fasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like in, in all these spiritual texts, they say to be able to connect with God's source you know, the universe, you have to like fast so that you are, are a clear channel to be able to receive information. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that was a very clear voice and oh my God, I'm so happy. I did. When I moved to New York city, all these things lined up. I fell in love. Mm -hmm. I, um, got a, a, an incredible opportunity with the Whitney. I was able to do a three month residency at the Whitney museum of American art. And then I got pregnant. And so it's like, I, all these things kind of came into place and then I wrote a book. And so it's like all these things kind of like happened because I took that Hail Mary because I trusted myself and that's that. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep 
deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm actually about to look up. We care because as we talk about, I think, yeah, you know, being in this transition, I have a similar sort of story around like, you know, just how everything like lined up so beautifully and just having that sort of connection is something that I've also been looking for. And so just like, wow, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that you're whole very thing. Welcome, that's, of course. My pleasure. Beautiful. Um, yeah, my so pleasure. in the realm of aura photography, mm-hmm. this sounds really, really magical. Mm-hmm. How does it work? <laughs> so it's funny because it's, this is where science meets mysticism, right? It's it, this is magical in the experience, but this is also very real what happens. Um, so your body actually radiates a low level of electricity. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of my inspiration here is that we're all broadcasting. And I think that um, through my work with Radiant Human, it, it is conceptualizing that broadcast. Yeah. You know, I want you and I want the listeners here to look around them today and look at how they see people. We all read energy, whether you think you do or don't, this is a part of human connection. It's a part of human language. When you look at somebody, let's say at a coffee shop, you can see if they're having a bad day. You can see if they are so self-absorbed that they're not paying attention to the people around them. You can see when they're kind, you can see when they are troubled, you can see and read these things. This camera that I have is fascinating in the sense that it is able to take the energy of a person, take that frequency, right? So it's wavelengths, energy is wavelengths takes that wavelength and through an algorithm matches that to the wavelength of a color. That's how we see color is wavelengths. So all this camera is doing is not magic. It just, it just matches wavelength a to wavelength B. And then that color that matches to your energy comes out as a second exposure over a photograph of you. Now, what a second exposure is, is basically like a filter. So it's like Snapchat, like you know, bunny ears or whatever. That is just like basically a sticker on top of a photograph of you. So it's not actually photographing your aura. Cameras can't see auras, but what it's doing is it's translating your energy into a color. And that color is like a sticker that goes over a photograph of you. Um, So you're creating the color with your energy, but the camera is not photographing the color, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Here's another layer is that this camera was invented in the seventies. So this camera uses 
really rare Polaroid film that's not made anymore. So I'm using dead stock. So that's another interesting layer is that it's using this really rich, beautiful film that actually Andy Warhol used to use in his portraits. Wow. And that's another layer of inspiration for me is that what I want to do with Radiant Human is conceptualize energy as identity. Does that make sense? That this yes. is something we're walking around with. This is something that people are reading off of us, whether we like it or not. And it's also something that you can't fake. You know what I mean? You can fake your physical appearance, but you can't fake your energy. You can't lie to this camera. So this is another really interesting thing that I get into in the book is that you can see this, all these really incredible personal stories. And I've been so gifted with the most amazing community ever where people have been coming to me for years, documenting these major moments of their lives, divorce, birth, um, moving, job change, all these things. Um, and being able to see that over a span of 45,000 photographs and being able to compile consistencies um, I write all about this in the book. It's really fascinating to be able to see this. Um, and I go through what I call case studies where I've, I've been able to share some of these personal stories because of their generosity of being able to share them. Um, and it's fascinating to see the correlation of energy, color, and what people are going through. Wow. Wow. Kind so, of a long-winded answer. <laughs> like, so, I'm just... I'm I'm like in a trance, like just listening to you about this, like, this is just so cool to me. So then you interpret these auras as well. Yeah. So basically what I do, um, it's brief. I'll, I'll just go through a, a breakdown and, and I've always received a lot of feedback of like, oh my God, I love how you were able to just like in a very Scorpio way, right. <laughs> break down the BS and just like cut to the chase and get to it. Um, where it's a really cool experience where you get a photograph and then you get, I don't like calling it a reading. I don't know why, but it's basically, I, I, it's almost like a sharing. I just share what I've learned and it's like, okay, this is, this is this corner and this is what represents this. And I can see that you have this color here, which, you know, for the majority of people that I photograph, this is what is happening for them. And then I get this like kind of ghost face, like you know, deer, deer in headlights moment of like, holy shit, this is real. And, um, and that's the cool part. That's like the really validating part. Is, oh, wow. Um, people okay. feeling seen, you know, people yes. feeling seen. That's such a, a powerful moment. And I think because we are so visual, right. And that was another part of me starting Radiant Human through Instagram is that um, this, this project has existed through Instagram mostly because it's so visual, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I wanted to use these photographs as a way to bring to the table this conversation of energy and conceptualizing energy in this way. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things in there where I'm like, wait, I got to know about this. So <laughs> when it comes to the placement of uh-huh. colors, yep. like there's yes. different meanings associated with that then. So like if there is say blue in the top right corner versus the bottom left, there's a difference in what that means. Yes, because this camera uses hand sensors. Mm -hmm. Um, These hand sensors read your meridians on your hand. And so it's able to connect basically the energetic output from one section and distribute that to a certain section on the photograph. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? So the lower left corner of the photograph 
represents more of an internal state, whereas the lower right is more of the external state and everything above the ears represents mental state. Mm, Okay. Gotcha. So in the realm of like color theory, what's like, what's the meaning of a couple of different colors? Like some of the most common ones maybe that you see, or I think red's a great way to start. Yeah. Um, Red is a um, color that is the first color that we identified in our linguistic history. It's also the first color that we painted within the caves. It is a color that symbolizes beginnings, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and a birth process, right? This is blood. It also represents war, right? So this is a coloration that is really intense. And for the most part, the people that I photograph with red are going through intense states of being. Um, When I first started Radiant Human, I photographed with a lot of red, right? I wouldn't be surprised. You going through a transition yourself would photograph with a lot of red. Now there's a really interesting other side to this is I started photographing people with a lot of red that were not going through change. And I was like, this is really fascinating. When I asked more details, I found that they were extremely logical people. They were not woo-woo at all. They were, they like were very cut and dry. This is it, you know? Um, They needed physical, tangible proof or or, um, reality. What is reality, right? So it's kind of like, they, they were just very logical people. Let's put it that way. And so it, it, it was a really interesting observation for me because I realized that it's all about the real right Mm -hmm. now, when people are going through transition, they are all about the real, Mm -hmm. right. They're getting down to the real. Yeah. Whereas these people that aren't in transition are just in the real the whole time. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so that's red. Right. And that's my discovery of red. I go through that in the book. And also I thought I I was, I was thinking, actually, I should have um, talked about how in the placements of the photograph, I think it's really interesting to say that I actually did a lot of that through trail and error. Um, Traditionally, the way that these photographs are read is that the lower left-hand corner is um, representing past. Mm-hmm. And the lower right hand representing future, whereas mm-hmm. everything above the head represents present. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't really see a correlation of that in the photographs that I was taking. I, I can't see how a, how a camera can predict the future or, you know, I leave space for that to be possible as far as energy goes, um, because I also don't believe in linear time. So mm-hmm. that's possible, but um, that is what kind of um, propelled me into going through a lot more trial and error with people that I was photographing. And I came to the realization that this camera is just photographing you in the present and that these places were representing these different energetic kind of um, like entities or archetypes. Um, and, And that seemed to be more fitting to the people that I was photographing and myself. Um, and I go through that in the book too. In the beginning of the book, I go through um, in detail how I kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of like playing Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you're like, is it here? Is it here? Uh, okay. Here. Found it. Got it. So. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So let's see. I'm like, again, I have so many different questions. So you talked about yellow being like happiness and, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that also goes with like authenticity and, and self-expression. So 
if we wanted to bring, say, more yellow into our aura, what would be some steps for doing so? See, that's a really interesting question. I have found Mm -hmm. that there is actually, it's really interesting that you brought up authenticity because I actually don't feel that one color is more authentic than the other. I also don't feel like one color is better than the other. Um, So if you're trying to bring a color in, that's what kind of like sets off a bell in my head where I'm like, okay, let's clarify something because I feel like when I see people with really good energy, when I see, and I also, when I see myself at really peak energy times, the photograph is actually not a certain color. It's, it's about the um, quality of the color. The color is really clean. Mm. It's not muddy. It's not chunky. It's not foggy. Um, and you'll see this in my book as well. I go through in detail how the texture of the color is actually what makes it good energy, um, that you want something really clean. You, I mean, and if you like take a moment, right. And think about your energy. And if you think about, you know, things that are kind of chunky and kind of cloudy and, and kind of oppressive and, and, and what that might feel like energetically, it just feels heavy and it, and it doesn't feel free. Mm-hmm. right? If you think of good energy, it feels free. It feels uninhibited. It feels clean. It feels bright. And it doesn't have anything to do with the actual color, but it's the tonality, right? And so when you're seeing somebody with a certain, you know, tonality, then you're able to be like, oh, okay, good. Now I will say yellows love to have fun. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, your music teacher must've been having fun. Mm-hmm. And for him to be at his job having yeah fun is what made me think, okay, you probably got a great teacher there. So, uh, yellows are really interesting. Just like red has like the other side of the coin. Um, yellows are actually more prone to procrastination. They're Mm -hmm. more prone to being the one that's a little bit squeamish with honest conversations. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Maybe not honest conversations. Maybe that's a bad way to say it. It's, it's kind of like, like they don't really want to have a like heavy conversation. Yes. And like a Gemini, I think you can understand. Sometimes yeah. you just want to keep it here. You want to keep it high vibe. You don't want to kind of like get taken down to the like dirty, like kind of mud, you know, getting through the mud and uck of life. Yes. I just like keep it up here for a while. And like, you're okay with the mud and uck of life when you're ready on your own terms. That's a yellow. You know what I mean? Totally. Yellows, that's a yellow thing. Um, and, and the other thing about yellows is they're a joy. They're so fun to be around. Mm. They are like, they're literally sunshine, right? You yeah. can feel the warmth being around them. So, and every color has good parts and bad parts. That's the thing is that, um, it, it, and I go through that in the book too, is that, you know, it, there is no hierarchy of color. Every color has a mixed bag. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting because even all of those things really do apply to that music teacher as well. Like he was notorious for procrastinating. Like we would get to yeah. the vocal lesson. He'd be like, well, I was supposed to practice. I'm sure he wasn't good with timeliness either. Yes. No, exactly. I would, he was always like 11 minutes late. Like yep. every totally. Yeah, that's yeah. wow. So even though he switched the like clock a little bit forward. Yes, totally so, would be the type. Yeah. Yes. That's a yellow thing. Totally. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. And so could we use our aura through aura photography to help us to understand even like our highest self or pieces of our purpose? 
Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's really up to the individual and mm -hmm. how they're able to have those internal conversations. But um, I can't see how that would not help you. I yeah. mean, that is just like a, a tool in your tool belt, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. And so you also said that you have taken photos of the same people even over time. And so this can be affected by like what they're moving through in their life, but like, how, how do they change? Like, is it drastic changes at times? Is it sometimes like minor shifts? Like what does that I'm look so like? glad you said that. Yes. Some people create like change very quickly. Some mm -hmm. people don't, some people have stayed the same the entire time that I've been photographing, which is six years. Um, maybe seven. I feel like COVID just kind of like, it's like leap year or something like yeah. skip a year. <laughs> How long has it been? We don't know. <laughs> Where are we at? Um, it's like the whole world went through the B Marino triangle. Um, so I think um, if for me to kind of explain this better, uh, I think it's important to like think of the people that you know, right? Some people are super consistent. Other people are like, I'm getting married next week. And you're like, of course you are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so if you're thinking about photographing energy, it's the same thing, you know, you're photographing these people's energy. And so um, the interesting thing is that this conceptualizes it in physical form, yeah. you know, and, and to bring it back to your previous question, how could that not help you on your path to discovery on your very honest and beautiful conversation with higher self? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wait. So how do we book sessions with you? I'm so, is this a thing? Like, yeah, I'm so yeah, it's a total thing. It's a total <laughs> thing. Um, I I'm still a little shy because of COVID, but, um, yeah. I'm getting a little bit more brave. I think as everybody else is, mm -hmm. um, what I do is I announce my availability through Instagram. So you can mm -hmm. follow me at Instagram, which is at radiant human underscore. And it's all spelled like normal R A D I A N T H U M A N. Mm -hmm. And I will announce availability and it's basically kind of like first come first serve because it's been high. It's, I've been running a sellout tour for the last six years. So um, it's just, you kind of got to like go as quick as you can. Um, a lot of times I'll sell out. So if you try the first time and you don't get in, please bear with me and try the next time. I'm trying to accommodate as many people as I possibly can. And I'm in New York City now. So um, a lot of times people have been traveling to come see me when I was doing my Whitney residency, which was the longest time I was in one place before when I was touring because I was collecting, um, you know, all these photographs for my book. I I was traveling throughout North America mostly. I would love to do Europe. I would love to, um, you know, go to other places, but I, uh, I wanted to kind of like not bite off as much, too much to chew, um, maybe for the next book. But <laughs> I think um, what I was really focusing on is just being able to um, really nail down the colors. And I think I've done that for sure. And I'm really excited to share what I've learned, but um, how to book a session is through Instagram. And um, you can always look at my website too, which is radianthuman.com. And there's a whole fact page that kind of explains more on how to do that. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I'm definitely looking to that for sure. I'm so curious. Also, I would love to meet you in person. That'd be incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Yes. So I, I do. I went to Tucson before I went for the gem show. Yes. And that so. was so fun. I loved it. The, um, the Museum yeah, of Contemporary Art. Yeah. 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 There we go. Art. <laughs> okay. 
um hosted me and that felt really special it was a really cool time so oh yeah show and I was at the mocha which I felt really cool about so oh yes heck yes so this is also amazing and this interview has been incredible tell us where we can find your book um, you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's actually on sale right now. So 18% off if you grab it now. Um, you can also, um, to support the independence, which is also really important, can go through actually the Whitney Museum um, is carrying my book. So to be able to support independent retail, which I think is super important, especially considering, you know, the climate that we're in, mm-hmm. um, go to bookshop.org. And um, what's really amazing about them is that they um, they all go through small small retailers. So it's a um, great place to go. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Then everybody make sure that you check out Christina's book, Radiant Human. You're, you're going to want to get in on this. And like I said, I'm about to go pre-order right after this call. And so let's move into our next segment. This is manic moments and manifesting. And this is where we share our last meltdown and then the manifestations that came out of it. And I'll go first. And so this is actually my first year officially in business, like completely self-employed. And yesterday I had my tax appointment. Now, (laughs) oh yeah, this was something that I had been preparing for, which actually I'm, I'm really proud of myself for it. In yeah, the past, absolutely. I had, yeah, I had a very rough relationship with money. I was actually homeless for three years and it was, it was this whole thing. And so as I started my business, I told myself that if I am going to be the type of woman who holds large amounts of money for doing what I love, then I also get to be the type of woman who is loving and respectful with that responsibility that comes with it. And so I Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I went into this tax appointment so scared. I had never like listed out my expenses before. I had never done any of this. And my tax prep person was just incredible. She was so kind. She was like, oh my gosh, honey, don't even worry. We've got this. It's all going to be fine. You'll be out in an hour. Like, wow. Sure enough. Oh, yeah. Everything that I put aside for, taxes like it was the perfect amount it just it happens so perfectly and that felt really good it feels like I like those grips that I used to have on on money and abundance in my life it it was just like I can I can be free now I it feels boy what an incredible talk about good energy right is when you're able to release yourself from that kind of burden I mean money is one of the huge like, um, energy vortexes, right. Yes, really totally. cool that you're able to do that. That's great. Especially in your first year of business. I mean, congratulations. Oh <laughs> That's beautiful. You. Thank you so much. And as a woman, yes. you know, I was, um, I forgot who she was, but she was like, kind of like an old school, famous comedian. And she was talking, um, about growing up in the forties when like your job was basically to get married and yeah. how like she never learned about money because that wasn't her, you know, job. Yeah. So, um, I think, and, and talk about like, you know, raising a kid and giving them tools to communicate yeah. and giving them tools. It's like, I feel like as women running your own business, it, it's, um, it's about being able to put those tools to work and, and, and learn those tools in some cases, depending on your family dynamic and how you've, how you've learned about money. 
very cool that you're able to do that your first year. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And yeah. you know, like where the manic piece comes in is that I, I was so nervous at first. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like had completely forgotten about the appointment two times over. And, you know, after that time passed, I was like, okay. After a second time, I was thinking, okay, what's the actual resistance here? Like, right. Totally. <laughs> why are we forgetting? No, like, that's, why? Yeah. 100%. Why and how it? great that you were have, able to have that honesty with yourself. Oh, yes, totally. And so that was the beautiful manifestation that came out of it. What is a manic moment and then a manifestation that came out of that for you more recently? You know, I think most of my manic moments happen because I have a um, toddler. Mm -hmm. Like, so um, my, my manic moment is a very kind of quintessential mother challenge of, and I, and I've spoken about this with other mothers about trying to reclaim time for yourself, you know? And, um, and I think for me, um, especially during COVID when like, you can't really like go out and hire a nanny or, or, or send your kid to daycare or, or maybe you do. And there's always that sneaking feeling of like, oh my God, what if I'm putting them in danger? And like, I, I think about how, you know, going through a, a book PR launch of like all, all the work that you've got to do, which is so much, you know, personal time. You can't really juggle a toddler and, and that stuff at the same time. So I I've been kind of like having a lot of like, what is that word? It's it's kind of like, basically what I'm doing, I'm just realizing I have less time than I used to, you know, I used to be able to like throw myself at something like this and it was no problem. Now I've got to like schedule everything down to a five minute increment, which brings me back to how amazing the bullet journal method is Yes, <laughs> that has really helped me be successful in this moment, yeah. but I'll bring it back to the gift is, or, um, I forgot what you called it, but, um, the manifestation. <laughs> yeah. The manifestation is that, Oh my God, I'm so lucky to be with my child. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm so blessed that I'm able to stay home with her right now. Cause it's like, I, I would be out otherwise. And I'm just like making it work now. So it's just, and and, oh my God, it makes me so appreciative of what my mother and my mother's mother has done and all those mothers out there doing the best they can with what they have. Mm -hmm. Um, It really like gives me, and I get a little bit emotional thinking about that of like just the selflessness for another small little human learning how to be a human, you know, it's so cool. Yes. Uh, totally. And so, wow, this has been so amazing and, you know, thank you so much for everything that you've shared. And and I know that we talked a little bit about where to find you online, but one more time for the listeners, where where can we find you? Find me at radianthuman.com or on Instagram, which is at radianthuman underscore. Beautiful. We will put that in the show notes for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Make sure that you go and check out Christina and her book, Radiant Human. Chakra Girl Radio will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.